everybody to a, I would love to say special edition of Lunch Break, but um, I don't know if special is the right word, maybe cursed? Today is Wednesday, May 8th. Last week we officially went over the hump in terms of uh, when Halloween is. So today we are 176 days away from Halloween. We are halfway to Halloween. This is our special. Uh, this is our special halfway to Halloween episode. Oh God, we're coming in hot. Hit it. Landed. That's right. You just started the music. <laughs> That's right. We're halfway to Halloween. We're halfway to Halloween. We're excited. We like the Halloween time, don't we? Uh, sure. And this is more of a, not as much as we like it, but we are cursed and damned to walk yeah. the earth and talk about Halloween whenever something related to Halloween comes up. That's right. Um, <clears throat> but first of all, we have to get into our trick-or-treats. <laughs> <laughs> what are you snacking on? Well, for my trick-or-treat today, I'm... Why don't I start since you're... Yeah, I gotta find mine. I'm eating the Angie's Boom Chicka Pop Whole Grain Energy, 35 calories per cup. Light kettle corn, 50% less fat, 50% fewer calories than leading kettle corn popcorn. Wow. And I've got the Blue Diamond Almonds Bold Habanero Barbecue. They come in a little tin can. I like Angie's popcorn. Yes. You know what Angie does, right? What? Popcorn. She's got so many flavors, too, is the other thing. It took me a while to decide which bag I was going to grab. And that's bold for you to take so long to kind of decide what you're going to choose, especially when we've been told many times you're not allowed in the store anymore. Well, truth be told, too, I saw someone when I was picking up my snacks this week that I recognized, like an old family friend at the store. And we did the thing where as soon as I walked in, we made eye contact, but we both kind of like didn't realize what was happening. You know, one of those uh-huh. where you're walking away and you're like, oh, was that? But at that point, it's like, ah, who who cares? I'm what just going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm I'm looking at my popcorn and I look up. He's freaking staring at the end of the aisle. Staring at you? And he walks up to me. And he's got a kid. What? And he looks at me and he says... So, you on your lunch break? And I said, Wow, you must be a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just grabbing my uh, snacks for the week from lunch break. And he said, Oh, yeah, that's great. How's your dad? Blah, blah, blah. And it was fine. Okay. So it took me an extra long amount of time to pick my snack because I was in the middle of picking when I was also having a conversation. And um, that's kind of crazy like I had said before if you want to turn that up for me because you know you've been told many times you're not allowed in the store and um, I remember the last time you were there kind of the catalyst for everything happening where they said you can't come back here anymore you leave and you stay out it was um you were in the aisle and you were doing that thing that a little kid does where you get a fresh thing of blueberries and you start eating them before you check out 
You're walking around the aisles and you're eating them. Well, the sign says, if you're a kid, take one. Right when you get in, there's a big basket of fruits. It says, if you're a kid, take one. And they asked you how old you were. Yeah, I said, well, I'm a kid at heart, kid at heart. That's See, all, I just kept saying, kid at heart, kid at heart. I think they thought it was like a cult thing or something, because I just kept saying, kid at heart, kid at heart. And your eyes rolled back in your head. I was wearing my brown tunic. It's a brown tunic, but it wasn't for a cult. It was just if you, it's nice comfortable. To, it's good to meet a fan. So what do we want to do today? Have you watched any Halloween movies lately? No, not at all. I started watching The Nun. I watched... Um, but I didn't finish. Oh, it was not good? No, it was good. I I was just kind of doing other stuff. I thought I, it was... I thought Here's actually the good news. We kind of thought it was going to be something you put on and do other stuff to. You know? One of those sure. where it's just kind of... We'll talk through it and stuff. Yeah. But it was good enough that we were like, I actually want to wait and watch this when we're not talking and doing other stuff. Um, I watched Ralph Breaks the Internet, and it was so bad that it was scary. <laughs> Okay, uh, list your top 20 favorite parts of Ralph Breaks the Internet. Top 20 favorite parts? Yeah. Okay. Um, 20 would be um, when the Stormtrooper makes an appearance. 19 would be when C-3PO makes an appearance. Number 18 would be when the Disney princesses kind of clap back at their misogynistic uh, past. You know uh, what I saw? What? It's a meme today. It was like... Uh... Oh, I don't know when it was made. I just saw it today. Uh-huh. It said, we we had... Let me start the clock for this episode. <laughs> we had princesses to look up to when we were kids, mm-hmm. but our daughters will have generals. And it had uh, the general from Black Panther. Okay. It had General Leia. Mm-hmm. And it had one of the, uh, the people from Wonder Woman. And how... Almost all of those are Princess Leia. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. For one, yeah. And also, they're in service of men. Yes. And Black we- Panther is the king. I know that she's a strong female. So you could say the princesses do have more of a... I mean, at least they're the leads of their movies. Right. I mean, not that, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying it's not... When you actually look at it that way, it's like, Wow. Not much progress, actually. <laughs> it's like well, and actually, I yeah, mean, they're doing more. They're more. They have more agency, probably, than Sleeping Beauty, who gets you know, freaking date raped, kissed. Well, she, um, her. Well, the guy biffs it. Let's just say that he biffs it. The guy biffs it. He's like, "You're cute. You're sleeping." And uh, basically, the guy, you know, he's he biffs it. I'm gonna say absolutely. And, you know who else biffed it? But you know what? You know what? You know what? Black Panther's uh, sidekicks don't have? Say it. Seven male dwarves doing anything that they want. All right. Now we're getting into the BDSM situation <laughs> of Snow White. <laughs> I'm just saying. What the? Someone coming in? <laughs> I swear I heard the doorbell chime, but it's just in my head now. Um, What's that one's name? Dopey? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the seven... They, the seven dwarves are what? What personified? They're the seven what? Deadly sins? Yes. Personified? Dopey, angry, queasy, hairy, horny, sniffy, biffy. And Frank. The worst of them all. The worst sin of all. 
And not to personify one of the seven deadly sins, but to be frank, not much progress has been made. Yeah. And I'm all for it, and we'll get into it more in our Avengers Endgame recap part two, where we're yes, alive. Where we <laughs> we but, will mea culpa, and we will explain ourselves a little more because of the angry nerds that have come after us. And I stand by what I said. I don't remember what I said. Me I was too. asleep. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, what did you watch? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. So we are going to have to cut a lot of this out because the main thing of our episode today is what? We are doing freaking Halloween. You know what else I watched? What? Grey Gardens. And some of that, some of that's pretty scary. Oh, yeah. The These ladies are out of their minds. But how enduring. Oh, it's so cute. Hmm. That's that's a true love story. Still a better Our toilet just Twilight. flushed by itself. Ah! <laughs> Say that again. Let me get it clean. Don't yeah, interrupt me this sorry. time. Okay. Still a better love story uh, than Twilight. <laughs> still, bu- still better, still better love, love story, story than Twilight. <laughs> Speaking of Twilight, this is our Halfway to Halloween episode. Today, we have scoured the internet for hours, maybe days upon end at this point, to find the creepiest... There's something on the internet that we have kind of come into our own and found late at night when we're looking for maybe something else to keep us company in the middle of the night. These are called creepy pastas. You might be wondering what that means. I'm not going to get into it. Well, it's like a when you get a linguine. Right. But it's the and it comes in tricolored and you're like, why is this one red? Why is it red and green? That's it's not a, natural. It's not natural. That's a creepy pasta. So what we've done is we found some of our top favorite creepy pastas from the internet, and this episode is just for you guys to relax, get into a little halfway to Halloween mood. Relax. In July, it is in July. Is July halfway to Christmas? Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Okay. Yeah, July twenty fifth, right? Asshole. So we're. Going halfway to Halloween, we want you guys to relax. Halfway. Just enjoy the nice weather, but enjoy being a little chilled to the bone with these creepy, creepy tales. Landon, would you like to start or do you want me to start? How long are yours? I've I've grabbed two relatively short ones. Um, I do have a long one, and I do have one that I haven't even read yet. All right. Save save your best one for last. I'll, I'll start. Okay. This is called Toolbox. Are you going to just keep the music that low or maybe give us a little more? Well, if you picked out something that was actually music... I want it... Okay, I do have music. No, that's fine. No, no, no. No, it's good. This is called Toolbox. See, then it gets too loud. There's no pleasing you. (laughs) Tell that to my husband. This is called Toolbox. It's just a picture of Joey. Uh, <laughs> Toolbox. All right. This is called Toolbox. You wake up one morning to find a note taped to your mirror. Don't worry, it says. I took care of everything. Your clothes have been freshly laundered, the bathroom is spotless, and your garage has been organized. Even your faithful old toolbox has been replaced. Later that week, there's another note on your mirror. Get out of town. Paper clipped to this message are several grainy photos of police in a taped-off section of a field. 
One of them is carrying your old toolbox in his latex-gloved hand. Is that it? That was so scary. Thank you for sharing that with us. Here, let me give you another. And are you sure that's the end? I'm just asking. Yep, that's the end. This one is called Santa is Coming. Okay. A prophet wrote down the phrase, Santa was coming. As the skies were becoming red and cracks in the earth widened, I realized he was dyslexic. That's kind of a scary as hell one. That was very scary. Thank you for sharing that with us. Guys, I hope that um, a lot of this stuff that you find on the internet, if you're looking in the wrong parts... Well, it's the dark web. Yeah, it's the dark web. Something they brought up in Wreck-It Ralph uh, breaks the internet. Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet. For some reason, they do go into the dark web. and But the real dark web, you find stuff like this, and we... Basically, we're bringing you a we're couple of do- these stories. And we're doing it for you, Are so you, you don't have me. Someone's coming in again. Okay, so the main problem we run into here, again, is that our lunch break is in the office. So I guess, like, what I was saying is that it's kind of like when you have a director or someone say, we're going to give you a little peek into something. I don't want to give you... Because if we were to, like, open the gates and say, this is what the dark yeah. web is, yeah. we're going to these places so you don't have to. Yeah, well, and... We're going to the crime scenes so you actually, can... Should we say that what we're what we do is actually not creepy pasta, but it is creepy pizza? I'm so sorry that we didn't bring this up before. <laughs> we are reading creepy pastas, and just follow along. <coughs> we are reading creepy pastas. What we are doing is creepy pizzas. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can I read a creepy pizza now? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> were you reading the titles of yours? I don't want to read the titles. Okay. Okay. I was just growing up in a small town near a forest with my pet duck. (laughs) I know it's not normal, but I liked ducks. So it was okay for me. I was going for a walk, just bored like always, because there was nothing to do in a small town. Not much kids, so nothing really to do but play with my duck outside. He never flew off. He was a good pet. I'd have been not a friend any day, but as I was walking in the woods, it was getting darker, so I headed home, but then something was behind me. I know you can't just say there is, but I felt it breath on me. I turned around to punch whatever was there, and all there was was the forest. I got worried, so I started walking faster. I started to think, slender? Nah, prob not. So I kept walking, but then I heard a creepy laugh, not a normal laugh, a deadly laugh. And it turned into a sob, and then a cry. I turned around, because I wanted to see what it was. Then I saw it shocked me. There was a man, like a normal man. So I thought, why is he crying? Then he walked over to me and said, people fear me. Are you scared of me? And trying to be nice, I said, of course not, sir. And then he said, want to see a trick? Uh, I really wanted to run, but I said, sure. So he reached for his head and I thought, what's he doing? Then he pulled his head off. (laughs) And I thought, what the hell? Then blood gushed everywhere from his headless body. 
was covered in dark red blood and then fell to the ground and I ran as fast as I could. Once I got home, I couldn't stop thinking, was the man? And then I thought, headless? Man? Huh. So I stayed in my room, playing on my laptop, trying to calm down. Then I got a message on my Skype. It said, hello, headless man would like to add you as a friend. And I got worried. It wasn't the normal send a friend thing, but I accepted it really wanted to know what happens when I got a text all it was was a face I remember it was like a head that was ripped off and bleeding I held back screaming and what came out was anger I screamed at I screamed at Haim him saying what kind of joke is this all he did was text back the face I got worried, then slammed my laptop, threw it across the room, smashing it. I did not care. I really didn't. All I wanted was for it to be over, so I went to bed. I dreamed of him. He was there and grabbed me by my neck and said, want to see magic? Then he pulled my head off and it gushed blood everywhere. He cut my stomach open and guts fell right out and I fell to the ground. I wake up and scream. That wasn't the last time I had the dream. Now, every night, I hug my duck and wish I'd never said I wasn't scared of the man. I got a new laptop. I always get texts from him saying, scared yet? I would say yes, but he would say not good enough. All I want to do is pull my head off. Oh, man. Should I have done, like, a trigger warning before that? Or? Yeah. Well, I for all of our headless listeners... I feel, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I do feel a little bad also that we kind of brought everyone in saying like, oh, what, what's your trick-or-treat snack? And now we're kind of, I don't know. We kind of tricked you into hearing some stuff maybe you didn't want to hear this week. Yeah. It's halfway to Halloween. That does mean it's not Halloween yet. Just because we are cursed to walk the earth uh, to talk about Halloween whenever there's something related to Halloween doesn't mean you guys should have to listen to that. And I apologize. Should I do another one? Do you have a different one? Uh, yeah, I got one. Okay, so you did two, I did one, and then you get to do another one. Well, mine were so short the uh, first yeah, time. Yeah, 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 I didn't say anything. And we'll probably cut them anyway. I didn't say anything. Car, so. car accident. Okay, so you did give us the name of this one. <laughs> what was the name of that one? That one was called The Headless Man, so I didn't want to uh, kind of... yeah, yeah. I don't kind of want to biff the... Well, this one kind of plays into the title. Okay, I know this one. I can tell by looking at your computer I've seen this one. And it's scary as hell. <clears throat> a man was driving through the woods on his way home. He had been working all night, so he was very tired. The forest didn't help with its thick, leafy trees blocking out all the sunlight. He kept drifting. He kept dr- <laughs> that was my kept drifting in and out of consciousness while holding the steering wheel. Suddenly, a figure ran onto the road. The man jerked the wheel in an attempt to avoid the figure. However, he lost control of the wheel and the car crashed into a pit on the side of the road. Luckily, besides a few minor injuries, he was still in one piece. He stumbled onto the middle of the road to signal for help, only to be hit by a car. 
and just some for is some, this, yeah go ahead no it's just is this like a time loop <laughs> well holy shit funny you should say i actually do have insider knowledge that this that basically he's in a time loop that guy that 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 he nearly crashed into was himself and you can figure out the rest you do have knowledge of that well i i've kind of looked into it and it is true it's a true story wow and the author did uh let me know that that is the, the truth so you did talk to the author of this yep how did he know that's insane and to quote the author uh quote so basically he's in a time loop that guy he nearly crashed into was himself you can figure out the rest you know it's crazy unquote. because people say like well how could the author know about that mm-hmm. okay here's the thing Here's the thing. People say it's this is say, this is the same bullshit with shamans. People say that, Okay, so you say, "Oh, because it's not science, it's not real. It's, we can't prove this guy would know that this was happened. We have microtubular tubulars in our heads that if we were to unlock the power, this is what the shaman of the Amazon. Okay, they have special pastes. Third eye. Third eye. They have special pastes and stuff. That they have made to out open of a plants. third eye, and what they do. My third eye blind. That's the f- problem with Western culture. Your third eye is blind. How would they know that uh, you take a poisonous plant, you cook it for a certain amount of time, it's not poisonous anymore? But if you were to smell that plant as it's cooking, you would instantly asphyxiate. So what? Trial and error? No. The nature told them what to do. There's a higher conscience out there for this guy to be in a time loop. Put me on my scooter. I will drive around your pooter with me. EpiPen. Put your thing into the side box. There's a car inside my lockbox. We need to have a little fun because what is coming next will creep you. Okay, may I? I don't want to read the name for this one either. I want you, you guys don't to be have to. creeped out. Okay. And this one I will say comes from northern <laughs> This is from Northern England. And I think the accent does play into it, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy this. I am. I have this is like when you I, I know. This is like when you listen to a Harry Potter book. Where's huh. my water? I wonder. I wonder if Joey, if I wonder if Joey knows that you read books. What do you think, kind listener? Do you think Joey thinks that you listen to books or that you read books? <laughs> okay, if you read books and you don't listen to them, why is the library so quiet? What are you talking you're about? Listening. Okay. Police report. So this is a what? <laughs> you just said the name. No, I didn't. This I'm saying this is a police report. From the from, from Officer England. 
Yes, from Officer Jackson Ashmore. They don't have police there. If they would have, if they did, they would have. They would have found Jack the Ripper if they did. That's because they had billies. Now they have police because of what happened with Jack. Oh, this pen is broken. Okay. Now there's a creepy <laughs> Jack police reporter. Oh, Jack the Killer, or something. <laughs> police report. <laughs> Jeff reporting. <laughs> Reporting officer Jackson Ashmore. Date, July 18th, 2014. <clears throat> Start it over. I'm nervous because I have to do a voice. Let's get it clean. Okay. Start it over. Police report. Reporting officer Jackson Ashmore. Date, July 18th, 2014. I'm writing this. Uh, <laughs> it's from Northern England. I'm, I'm uh, writing this for... I'm writing this report. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's Northern England. It's near Ireland. I'm writing this police report as a narrative to the recent investigation. I have investigated <laughs> many serial murders, but this one so far stands out in my mind as the most peculiar. Our story begins last November, though later evidence shows that the murders began long before this. I was called in to help with the investigation of the murder of Mr. James T. Halloway. Mr. Halloway had been found dead in an alleyway located in the local Red District. One can only assume he had been there to elicit the services of the young women who worked there. The body had been found completely dried out as if it had been sucked dry of all moisture. Of course, I found this completely peculiar and awaited the results of the autopsy. The autopsy showed the body to have been completely emptied of all internal organs, including the brain, eyes, stomach, heart, nothing left but dried, shriveled skin and bones. No sign of external entry was found, however. Okay. No <laughs> sign of external entry was found, however. <clears throat> Upon further investigation, the residing pathologist discovered a name scratched into the victim's empty stomach cavity, oh. as if by a finger. <laughs> the name was that of Miss, Mrs. Catherine L. Pierce, a local veterinarian. I joined the officer in charge of the investigation, Detective Jim Sheridan, to pay Mrs. Pierce a visit. The house showed no sign of forced entry. Yet, mail was left piled on the doorstep, as if no one had been there in days. She knocked on the door. We received no answer, so we entered cautiously via the unlocked front door. We found Mrs. Pierce dead on the living room floor. Floor. <clears throat> body dried and shriveled as the last body. Her face was left in a look of horror, with her empty eye sockets staring at the invisible killer. As we awaited the results of the autopsy, Detective Sheridan shared several files from the investigation of other murders, each with the same modus operandi. Timothy Jones, age 10, found dead in a school playground. Hank Morrison, age 40, found dead at his place of work. Caroline Sanders, age 32, found dead in a wall parking lot after hours. Garogue Hall, Age 65, found dead in his house by unsuspecting wife. More and more files of victims, no connection to any of them except the same method of death. 
bodies had been cleaned of internal organs and the name of the next victim scratched into the empty stomach cavity. The results of Mrs. Pierce's autopsy came in. The name inside of her was Jane Calvert. We had rushed to her home in fear of arriving too late. Fortunately, we found her still alive, yet living in a state of paranoia. After a few hours, she began to recount an encounter. Huh? She had this. She had the other night. She had been walking home alone when she met a tall figure standing in her, in her way on the sidewalk. He stood at about seven feet tall and wore a dark green old-fashioned suit with a matching dark green top hat. She remembered staring at his hands, covered in white gentleman's gloves, yet his fingers were abnormally long. She estimated the smallest finger was at least one foot long. Long dark hair covered his face from under his top hat. Yet, she could see from behind his hair a large red Cheshire grin. Sorry, with my accent, it's hard to say Cheshire. But it, nonetheless, he had a red Cheshire grin. She asked him what he wanted, yet he remained silently grinning while slowly removing his gloves. His long fingers each possessed a small mouth on the tip with sharp teeth. He reached out to grab her, but she turned and ran, managing to outrun the creature. She told us she had seen him since, watching her outside her window, as if waiting for an opportunity to enter. We agreed to keep post outside that night to try and apprehend him. Around 8.30 that night, we heard screaming coming from the house. Detective Sheridan told me to check the back of the house while he entered the front. Finding no sign of forced entry, we rushed up the stairs to a room. I barely got a glimpse of a dead body before a blur shoved me into the closet and barricaded the door. I struggled to break the door down, but to no, but to no avail. <clears throat> I watched through a crack in the door as Detective Sheridan fired three shots at the figure, but the bullets had no effect on him. She stared in wonder at the creature before asking in a shaky voice, <laughs> Who are you? The creature stood still for a moment before slowly removing his gloves. I watched in amazement at his long figures. Ah! I watched in amazement as his long fingers reaching nearly to the creature's knees. It reached out and grabbed Detective Sheridan and drew him close to its face before responding. Its voice was deep and it spoke in a heavy Lancashire accent. I'm the bum fiddler, it said. <laughs> and I'm about to fiddle your bum. It then leapt out the window, Detective Sheridan in hand, out into the dark night. It's been months since that night. No sign of Detective Sheridan has been found. And the murders seem to have spotted for... What? And the murders seem to have stopped for the time being. My superiors are forcing me to close this case as a cold case. I'm writing this in hopes that as new evidence arrives, the next person to take this case may have enough information to capture this creature and buy and end its goddamn murder spree. I can only hope that someday this case may finally be solved and closed. Duke! Come on! You guys in the back! Do 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 do
said it again. I got a bum fiddler, fiddle my bum. It's got long fingers, at least one foot long. Down his hands on top of them. I hope you guys don't think that show was shit. And everyone knows the song is good. And we all live in a neighborhood with my dad and my dog and my friend Ricky. He says to me, I'm gonna call you Nicky. My name's not Nick, it's Rick. He says, my name's Rick with a Y. I say why, he rides on by and he says, come on, go, let's go, take a try. He gives me a kiss right on my lips. I say, hey, get me through this. All right. Well, I hope that wasn't too scary. It was a little longer, I know, but to get to the end, which is a scary- To get to the terrifying ending, you have to. Hey, to get to the terrifying ending, you have to get there. You don't watch a horror movie and say, get to Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, show me the baby right off. It's about the journey. Show me the baby right off. Show me the baby right off. And think, jeez, I think about life this way. It's not about the journey. Wait. Damn it. It's not about the destination. What's the destination? Six feet in a hole under the ground, rotting away, having worms eat your butt? Well, unless you're... The monster in the closet. Right. Oh, is this a story? Yeah. Okay. Unless, okay. Unless you're, oh, uh, wait, let's do the starts again. I mean, what are you doing? Rotting in the ground, six feet on the ground, getting your worm eaten by bud? Yeah, unless you're the monster in the basement. <gasps> okay. <laughs> As I hear my son's father stagger heavily upstairs i sit here on the bare cement floor crying softly my son just continues to quietly play but after all this basement is the only world he's ever known for the five years of his precious life you're making me sound (laughs) rude for picking a story that was a little bit longer no no you're right let me just leave you with this. You are a jerk. What, you have another one? I got I got one more for us to choose from. Okay, Jesus Christ, go. No, now, no, go ahead. And I'd like to set this up that a lot of, as you could probably tell from a lot of Landon's stories, he's kind of choosing some that, he's choosing more of these superstitial, more of the time, the nature of time and how and yeah, how superstitial. Are, uh, and how kind of time is, a, and how deja vu and stuff like that. And mine, I like to talk about the real horrors of the of the world. So this might not appeal to you ghosties and you Frankensteiners out there, but this is about the horrors of war. And this is called A Meeting with Al-Qaeda. Turn the music up. The episode with Al-Qaeda. Yes, Mr. Officer, said a calm Jimmy and left the room. <laughs> Okay, here's a little info about what happened. Jimmy Parents was working in the private organization, not or TV. That means no organized or terrible violence, and they have their biggest mission yet. Stop. A Al-Qaeda camp. Only nine Al-Qaeda groups, or should I say the leaders of, the Al-Qaeda in the major city. What? Were- what are you saying? <laughs> what are you talking about? They were going to Cuba and killed us leaders. <laughs> With a premonition from the president of the United States. Oh, come on! <laughs> the president of Cuba and FBI. 
They sent 20 men and Jimmy's parents. They coursed to bring Jimmy because they had no courses. <laughs> Stay home or bring Jimmy. They course. <coughs> they course bring Jimmy. A very bad decision. In a secret Al-Qaeda camp in Cuba, Osama bin Laden and other major names in Al-Qaeda were going to discuss a secure plan I can't reveal. Jimmy got a gun and followed his parents. They saw the camp. The place had a lot of half-broken blinks to shoot at. A course to funnel through with hard opposites and a very nice house in the middle. There was the goal. But to get to there without sleeping on any landmines or get shot, every leader had three bodyguard each and always a lot of guards outside. Here's the plan. Dog gonna run. <laughs> Dog gonna run on the field and get the attention of the guards. Then we shoot every single guard at the same time. Get some bombs around the house and boom, no more Bin Laden. But this is not as easy as a sound. And this plan doesn't sound easy, so you get the boy. <laughs> so you get the point. The dog got shot after around 10 to 15 seconds. Our only hope is that some of the soldiers can get the guards. If it's 20 seconds different, one of the guards can call on the rest and 30 more guards gonna come. 70 Al-Qaeda versus 20 man are not an even thinkable fight. Sally, Silji, Joe, Sonny, Jim, Jimmy, and Jimmy's parents, Martin and Martine. Sally had the bombs. Everyone had a gun. I can't tell too much details about this story. This is a FBI case. So I have to be careful to only tell info the press had leaked. Like I know the place, the guns, everything. I was there. I'm Jimmy Godfather. But who am I? <laughs> You're never gonna know. <laughs> so Sally, Joe, and Jim took the front. Only four guards. The side had six. That was Sonny and Silgy's job. The back was Jimmy and Martin, and Martine had the back. Remember that Jimmy is only 11 years old. Go, shouted Joe, and somebody shot their guard. But one problem, who guarded the left side? Nobody. <laughs> 40 Al-Qaeda men in full armor came out with full loaded guns. Everything happened so fast, I saw dead people everywhere. My gun was empty. I took the first gun I found, and I looked close and good at that gun. The gracing, good luck, love you, Martin, was in golden letters in the handle. Marta was dead. <laughs> I shoot an Al-Qaeda guard in the chest. I fund it to the house. Three guard fund after me, but I fund in a corner before the bullets hit me. I saw a door. Everything happened so fast. I fund in the door and got tro the air duct. I was right under the leaders. I had the chance to kill a Al-Qaeda leader, but I was, but I would probably get shoot self. I'm sorry, I read that wrong, but I would probably got shoot self. I aimed at Bin Laden and right before I pulled the trigger, I remember who owned that gun. Marta. I saw Jimmy outside, alone. That meaned that Martin was dead too. I can't die from him. I am the only one he have left. I just crawled forward and jumped down in the next room. I fun through the door. For the first time in my life, I felt the felling that I needed to be alive. When I do things like that, I doesn't think. If I die, I would become a martyr. 
I would be the greatest pride. But now, I didn't think about martyr or anything. I thought I needed to be alive for Jimmy. I saw Jimmy in the top of a tree, shooting terrorist, and I surprised me how well he was. He nailed it perfect. I screamed to him, and then he saw me. He started crying, crying of happiness. He know that both his parents died because he had his dad's special redacted gun with redacted on it. <laughs> he had blood all over him, but he hasn't cried. That's weird. Even I cry sometimes. But if I had lost both my parents in my first battle when I was 11 years old, I would be heartbroken. But he didn't even shed a tear. I doesn't know if he's brave, heartless, or that he haven't realized that both his parents was dead. He jumped to my hands, and we got away safe. We sat in an abandoned warehouse. Jimmy, I have something terribly to tell you. Both your parents are, are, are dead. Yeah, I know. Aren't you heartbroken? No, I'm glad it happened. Now I'm not need to worry about their death. Your parents are dead. I know, I know! Every time my parents left on a mission, I'm afraid this happens. I am sick of the waiting. The waiting is finally over. I'm glad they're dead. You don't mean that, Jimmy. Take it back. Never! A police officer comes and takes with Jimmy. So your name is Jimmy Redacted, right? <laughs> yes, officer. Your parents are Martin and Marta Redacted, right? No, that's incorrect, sir. They're dead. When did them die? Around two hours ago. Who killed them? Some random Al-Qaeda guys. I'm sorry to hear that. Where are you going to live? I'm gonna live with my godfather, Redacted. Okay, do you need help to handle the pain? No, I'm fine. Sure, it's okay for a man to cry. I'm fine. Okay, but you killed someone from Al-Qaeda, right? Yes, I killed five to six guys. You doesn't seem touched by this. That's because I'm not touched at all. A last question. Are you able to kill a random person? Yes, Mr. Officer, said a calm Jimmy and left the room. Do not look at me like you just told a story. What? The horrors of war just because there's no ghost for you to spook about? No, that was a waste of everyone's time. What are you talking about? What do you mean, what are you talking about? There wasn't even a ghost in it. Exactly! Well, that's what's scary. It's about the horrors of war! This kid is... So the kid... Okay, so Jimmy is yes. a kid. Yes. But he killed the Al-Qaeda. He killed the Al-Qaeda guys. What are the police doing there? When he, I don't know, he went home? Or maybe it's, it's the police from the where he is? Whatever you just spent literally 10 minutes reading is worthless. No, I get it. So you can write whatever story you want. But when I, I, when hey. I write a story... <laughs> hey, come on. You can write whatever... Wait. That's right. You always ask me to, to show something that I did. And when I this finally... Is true. I'm always asking Joey to show something. You're always asking me to show something. You're always saying, come on, show it, show it. And I say, no, not today. It's cold out. 
And I no. finally write a story. And I tried to read it and show you how I write and how good it, and how good I can do at writing. <laughs> Joey, it's it was it was actually good. It you know what it did? No, you think it's a stupid eleven no, year old can no, never no. kill Al Qaeda guys? No, 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 that's not it. It's just I I get it now though, Jimmy, Joey. Exactly. <sighs> No, you know what? It actually was good, except for the fact that there were no ghosts. No ghosts. How do you think you're going to scare anyone without any ghosts? I guess or I'll tentacle be... arms or uh, freaking Santa that it was Satan. I guess all I can say is that the only way that I can scare people is to let them know that we'll be back next week with a new episode of Lunch Break. This has been our Halloween, halfway to Halloween episode. If this is halfway to Halloween, I can't even imagine what's going to happen on Halloween. Thank you for listening to Lunch Break. Thank you for I'm going to come down there and eat your pudding. I'm going to eat your pudding. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Lunch Break. This has been Lunch Break. We thank you so much for bearing your souls with us. <laughs> I can only imagine how unlistenable this is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.